Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> Smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Formula One is back. I'm Matt from P1 with Matt and Tommy, the only F1 podcast you need to keep you up to date across the 2023 season. We'll be with you across every single race weekend with instant reaction to the biggest stories as soon as the chequered flag falls. So if you're a seasoned F1 veteran or you've just started watching Drive to Survive, we've got you covered. Search P1 with Matt and Tommy, hit that subscribe button and start listening now. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hi, I'm Lindsay. Nice to meet you. What's your name? What's your last name? Mayor. Oh, nice. An easy one. Who are you? Jasmina. Jasmina. Yes. What's your name? My name is Steve Moy. My last name Moy. Moy, M-O-Y. Friends with my first name, Noy. No, yeah. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. It's the Married at First Sight edition. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. It's the one and only Teresa. Hello, everyone. How is everyone doing? Ooh, Ooh. Shut out of a cannon over there. You asked for it. I said, I said we you got asked it. for it. I'm trying to fire us up after mm-hmm. a long but fruitful week of podcasting. For sure. For sure is the actual uh-huh. number. <laughs> for sure would have been yesterday below deck. Would have been a great pun. For sure. You take it easy with your puns. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is numero Quattro. Mm, look at our, you. For our international. Spanish. Our international listeners. Yeah, this is four. And we are here. No other way. I would rather end the week than with a maths podcast. Mm-hmm. I feel like we have a lot to talk about with this episode. Yes, we sure do. A lot of, a lot of ups and downs. Yeah, I had to think about it for a second because of all the podcasts we've what do you done. Mean? <laughs> oh my god, I couldn't stop thinking about this. No, episode. it definitely was a shit show. Thanks, especially thanks to one person mm-hmm. in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to you wanna say his name because I'm pretty sure we are on the same page. No, I'm going to hold off because as soon as I say his name, it's going to it's gonna set me off, I think. Okay, I'm going to say it. No, why would you say Let's wait. <laughs> okay, okay, let's, okay. Because as soon as you mention it, it's going to take us down a rabbit hole. I, I don't even know. Like, what kind of wife are you over there trying to set me off? What kind of woman are you? 
trying to upset me right now while we're podcasting. Okay. Have you cleaned even? Have you cooked yet? <laughs> what do you do? Are you even, can you even podcast? I think check off some of your chores before you sit down here and talk about a TV show, calling yourself a wife and a woman over there. I would divorce you. Yeah, I would <laughs> hope so. I would respect you if you did that. Mm -hmm. We'll get into it, guys. Woo! See, I'm fired up already. Before we do, you got to do it. You got to follow us on social media at Married to Reality Pod on Instagram. So much is happening over there. It always is. And you're making it happen. You're messaging us. You're commenting on the memes, on the news. It's interaction. We love it. We love communicating with you guys. So make sure you follow us at Married to Reality Pod on Instagram and join the fun. Join the fun, guys. And. Uh oh. And. Whenever you hit me with an and, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know where this could go. It could go 10 different ways. Take it away. Tell us where it's going. I was going to say, and let us know how you enjoy all our pods. Oh. Send us a message because we put out a lot of content and we'd love to hear from you. Give us your feedback. Tell us what you think. If you watch our new edition, the below deck sailing uh -huh. yacht. Let us know, guys. Yes. Let us know what's going on. Let us know what you think. We love it. We look, love hearing from you. Look at us being content creators. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Let us know. We love hearing from you guys. Also, make sure after you're following us on social media, follow the podcast wherever you're listening. So easy to do. Just look down and smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot as the sushi boat. That MTS and Lindsay were sharing. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was startled by the look in your eyes as I was leading you into that because you looked like you had something to deliver. And you I did. I always do. You did. I always do. The sushi boat was hot. I've, okay, I've been to a that sushi restaurant. That was a sushi restaurant. yacht. It was. Shout out to Below Deck. I've never experienced so much sushi. Oh, you've never partaken in a sushi yacht before? No. Mm. Have you? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, I usually just dabble. I'm not the biggest fan of sushi. I have my favorites. But, I think um, the biggest amount of sushi I've ever seen was at your sister's wedding. They had a oh. lot of sushi during the appetizers. That was Remember? That was a delicious. lot of sushi. Yeah, sushi. I liked it too. Yeah, it was a venue on the ocean. Mm -hmm. So it actually was fitting. But that was delicious. Yeah. That was that was a lot of sushi. That was a lot of sushi. That's what I'm saying. When I go to a sushi restaurant or when we go, you get five pieces. It's more like when we go to Fresh Market and we get sushi. Or we get eight or, pieces. Yeah. That's a that's, that's how fancy we are. That's how fancy we get. Five dollar <laughs> Wednesdays at Fresh Market. <laughs> that's very true. Right? Sprouts. It's Fresh Market too, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I don't go there. I go to yeah. Sprouts. All right. Anyway, <laughs> so you're following us on social media. You're following the podcast. One last thing. If you haven't, if you could leave us a review, it means the world to us. And a lot of you guys are. So thank you. I know I ask every time, but it's the nicest thing you could do. It's the most helpful thing you can do for the podcast is to leave a review. So if you haven't, a rating, a review, it goes a long way. Very true. All right. Should we get into this episode? Yes. Let's do it because... Season 14, episode 9. I have a lot to say. All right. Let's start with Noi and Steve. Let's start with this scavenger hunt. It's a scavenger hunt that would take me three and a half weeks to complete, I think. It's a scavenger hunt that would disappoint me because... Because <laughs> Noi is the big treasure at the end of the Yeah, hunt. like give me something else. Just sitting there swinging. 
Yeah, give me something else. I was so disappointed. Yeah, she should have had something. Like, have a cake. Have a cake? Or have a, um, I don't know, a, a noodle platter. Have a noodle platter. Like well-cooked pr- noodles. A properly cooked noodle platter. Sure. Make me a crown out of a bamboo. Right. Shout out to 90 Day. <laughs> have a job offer for Steve? Oh, my maybe gosh. Waiting? Have something. But I don't know how this guy, uh-oh, Teresa has something. Best idea ever. Okay. The scavenger hunt should have ended at an interview for a job. Yeah. Imagine, that would be amazing. We kid. We give Steve a lot of crap. I'm sure he's doing fine. And, and sure, I'm, he'll freelance at any point now. At any time, I'm sure he'll pick up a freelance job. Yeah, but. we hope he's doing fine for no sake in his own. Yeah. My issue with this scavenger hunt was the clues said, go to a tree and you'll find your next clue. Like you're in the, a park in Massachusetts. There's 9,432 trees. <laughs> How did this man ever complete the scavenger hunt? I don't know. I'm pretty sure there were more clues. Yeah, like follow the cameraman. Mm-hmm. That would be a clue. Look, uh, look like, for the other production team filming Noi. Oh, there they are. That's, again. That's the clue you the need. The results? Disappointing. Lackluster results. Right? Lackluster. But Steve loved the effort. He appreciated the thoughtfulness. It was an adventure. Steve loves adventure. Mm-hmm. So points for Noi. Yes, point for no. That was definitely something else, something different. It was thoughtful. It was thoughtful, but it wasn't thought through. Yeah. It's <laughs> a big difference, folks. Right? Yeah, it was, th- it was thoughtful. It was not necessarily worth the effort, I would say. No, or, or it could have been if there was a reward. Sure. We don't know what happened back at the apartment. Okay, well. You know? She should have said it so we knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep, keep some things to yourself. So new day, it's assignment day, right? This is the episode where all the couples get homework. They get questions from the experts and they have to work it into conversation and find the answers. I totally forget about the experts because they don't appear anymore. PC showed up, okay? Yeah. Dr. Viviana's doing this little small talk. What is DP? These questions just show up at the door like... Dr. Pepper ran, dropped him off, knocked at the door and ran away. That's it's literally like, what I just pictured. Yeah, it's like, DP, show your <laughs> face. Maybe lay some ground rules for these questions. Let's have a conversation, Dr. Yeah. Pepper. I hope you're okay. Are you okay, Dr. Or Pepper? Or let's do the questions in front of the experts. Yeah, we need some guidance here. Yeah, they're doing it in front of a camera, so who cares? Yeah, there's right? there's such right? a lack of expertise Exactly. Well on said. On this season. Well and, said. And no wonder these couples are dropping like flies. Where's the professionalism? There's no guidance. Zero guidance. You put two strangers together. What do you expect without guidance? They're going to go wild. And yeah, it's it's not very successful. It's not love is blind. It's not love is blind. All these shows just doing whatever. Whatever they Do want. what you're supposed to do. Yeah, the whole idea. Guide. Is you, have, you have a process. You have experts. Yeah, that's why you sign up for it, because you're trusting the experts. If you don't see them, then, okay, well, who put us together? I'm telling you, I think they see how these relationships are going, and they are hiding, because they don't want to be responsible for anything that's happening right now. I mean, some of them might be successful. With a little guidance. They need a guidance, exactly. Okay, let's get to the questions. The first question is, have you been in love before? Okay. Noise says she thinks once. 
which I was expecting her to say like five times based on what she was saying that she flew to Europe for a boyfriend and mm-hmm. she moved to California or so or, or Boston. Also based on her saying she loves Steve mm-hmm. on the second day of the honeymoon. Yeah. So I was expecting a fat number from Noi, but hey, Steve has the fatter number. <laughs> He goes, yeah, several times. He can't even put a specific number to it. There are so many times. He's like, I guess if I round it up, yeah, seven, eight, nine times, several times. He said five. Well, Noi asks (laughs) how many times? Because we're all wondering several times. I mean, that seems Hmm. excessive. Five times, five serious relationships, he says. And he goes, I think I loved each one of them. Now, that five serious relationships for a 38-year-old man is, that's maybe on the higher side well, of average. Well, what do you consider a serious relationship? Saying like living I, with someone? No, saying I love you, I think, is serious. Mm, that's true. So five times. He's not 22. He's 38. So that's not crazy. No. If he, if he started falling in love when he was 18, that gives him 20 years. That's an average of five relationships every a relationship every four years five total see how i did that math see how i worked through that i think that's doable i mean it is doable we know people who date who are in a serious relationship every five months no i know so but i'm saying this is believable and could actually be love noi is concerned a little bit by this because here is a man saying he's been in love five times noi has confessed her love to him And he's hesitating to say it back. So she's sitting there, I think, going, wow, he's been able to fall in love several times, but he hasn't been able to fall in love with me yet. Let's not forget they've only been together for three weeks. Oh, I never forget that. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. But I think that's her concern. Oh, it's not like a guy who said, I have never been in love or I've only loved once. Mm -hmm. This guy seems to throw out the L word every few years. And here she is waiting for that to come her way. How many times have you been in love? I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, truthfully, one. Is that me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think before (laughs) our love, I may have thought I was in love, but I Mm. think it took me to fall in love with you to realize what love actually is. Well said. Yeah. Do Mm -hmm. I get my dinner tonight? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe something more. And you're going to clean this place? I love cleaning this I I'm, I'm a very lucky man. <laughs> because I am uh, deep inside. I'm deep inside. I'm a cleaning lady. Yeah. You're an Eastern European cleaning lady. I love cleaning. I'm very lucky. You know how I clean? I'm not going to let Elijah on anywhere near you. <laughs> I saw a great meme. It said that in your 30s, you clean to the rhythm of the music you used to part it to in your 20s. Interesting. It's so true. I always just do party music, my headphones, put a glass of wine if I clean after five. You really do turn it in 5 a.m., you're saying. If it's after 5 a.m., you're going to be drinking. <laughs> you do turn it into a party, and it makes me feel less guilty that I'm sitting on the couch watching some trash TV. Oh, well, I sometimes make you do things, but then I have to keep an eye on you if you're doing it the right way. Yeah, it becomes know. the whole thing. Well, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> the next question is, what do you think it takes for you to fall in love? And Noe, kind of a simple answer, just having her partner show up in tough times. Steve's answer, for me, he says, it's more feeling comfortable. And if I'm close enough with someone, then at that point, I'll say it. 
That's not the question, Steve. The now que- I'm like kind of trying to figure out if he if he's ever been in love. Well, you got to be in love to say you're in love. I would hope, or there is the difference between loving and being in love. True, you, you need love, both. You need both for a healthy marriage, I would say. But the question wasn't when do you say it or when what makes you say it. The question is. What does it take for you to fall in love? You need to fall in love before you could say you're in love. So he doesn't really answer the question. True. What does it take you to fall in love? Oh my gosh. Why are you, we're doing it. Why are you putting me in the hot seat so much? Well, luckily they all going to be asking the same questions. Okay. So, so we can just get this <laughs> out of the way now. Yes. And, and folks, I didn't ask Teresa in response how many times she's been in love because I know the answer. Yeah, just just once. Just with me. So don't think I'm not interested in her answer. I just know and I wouldn't put her on the spot for a question that I know the answer to. Mm-hmm. So the question to me was, what? What does it take for me to fall in love? Mm-hmm. Well, I only have our experience since you're the Do only tell person us. I've loved. <laughs> um, I think just me being happier around you than being alone. So I, I like it. I enjoy life more with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm a person who loves my privacy. I love my alone time. And I always have until I met you. And then life just got better by being with you, by being next to you. Like I physically feel better when I am next to you or when we're cuddling. This is getting a little cheesy, Aww. but it's the truth. You know? <laughs> so I think that's what it is, just feeling better mm-hmm. in your presence. Yeah, I can relate. And I feel the same because before I met you, I used to love being alone. Like sometimes I just didn't even reply to people's messages or phone calls. I was just alone. Oh, ghosting. Mm-hmm, Get mm-hmm. Casper over here. Big time. But, and I still do it to some people. I'm sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not the best at replying to messages. Not to you guys. To you guys, I always respond. In general, that's that's what kind of is my issue. But yeah. And I quickly realized that being with you was just, it was okay being alone with you. Doesn't make any sense? Yeah, we could just sit on the couch and yeah. not talk and, and it was, feel comfortable it, it was with each just other. good. And this whole thing, like you were interested in what I have to say and you were interested in my hobbies and you started doing some of them. And same thing for me, you kind of introduced me to your world and we just matched and plus we have so much fun mm-hmm. together we always have and it keeps continue it continues ever since we first met and it just kind of develops like the feelings develop like i definitely felt love before we even said it of course but you know we took our sweet times like we do sometimes and but it made it even more special okay we're talking a lot about our love well, I just wanted to know these two questions and okay. maybe we wanted to share with our friends. Sure. We're talking a lot about our love. When it comes to Steve and Noy, Noy is wondering if it's too soon for them to talk about love because Noy really wants to hear it in return. She's said it. She's come clean. Mm-hmm. She loves Steve. She wants to know, like, Steve, what's going on with you? Do you think you'll say it? Do you think you feel it? And he says, I think we're getting closer. That's really all he gives her is I think we're getting closer. But it's not bad. Like you you don't want to force something. No, you want to hear it and you want to know it's authentic. The worst mm-hmm. thing would be you say it and then you just get it in return mm-hmm. as a reflex because uh, what else do you say when someone says they love you? I guess I got to say it back. So 
you're going to value and respect and appreciate when Steve says it to you Mm -hmm. because you know he said it because he means it, not just because you said it. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. I cannot disagree more. I mean, I cannot agree more. (laughs) Jeez. How dare you? I cannot agree more. Good. I wish I remembered the time we said it. Oh, well, (laughs) we were very intoxicated, heavily intoxicated, (laughs) which comes as no surprise to our friends who are But I asked you the next morning and we said it again. I doubled down. Sober and hangover. I doubled down Mm -hmm. that love. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Let's talk about Lindsay and Mark Dishet. MTS. So things, whew, things went awry last episode for them at the bowling alley, mm-hmm. at that candle pin bowling alley. I expected them getting divorced. Yeah. I expected Mark to be like, fuck it. Bring on the bed bugs. I can't spend another <laughs> night with Lindsay. But somehow, some way, they're together in the shared apartment. But Mark is not the one who's irritated. I mean, he slightly is, but he's being a polite shark. Doesn't really <laughs> say anything. On the other hand, Lindsay lets him know. So I don't think, although we did see them sitting on that gross carpeted stairs and we could hear the yelling. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if Mark heard word for word what Lindsay had to say about his small salary and his small balls. Well, if he didn't, he's going to. When the show aired, Mm -hmm. well, now, and when he watches, if he watches. But I think maybe that's why Mark is so quick to forgive and go grocery shopping and cook dinner is because he didn't really know exactly what Lindsay had to say. Well, again, I think he probably heard. Through the grapevine or through the walls? Through the walls. Okay. If that's the case, you wouldn't catch me dead in an apartment with Lindsay. (laughs) You're disrespecting me like that, not only in front of friends and producers, but in front of the whole nation? Mm -hmm. Come on. I don't think Mark's that much of a pushover. I have to believe he didn't hear it. I have to believe he didn't hear it or he wouldn't be there. I also think that he wants to make it work and he also knew that she was drunk. Okay. So not, not that it's an excuse, it's not. No, I think... A, but he knows her. I think a drunk mind speaks a sober heart. So if she was drunk and says those things, I think she truly believes them and feels them. Hmm. You disagree? I think when I'm drunk, I I say the truth. I mean, I feel... I would hope that you always say the truth. I do, but sometimes I bite my tongue and I, I don't lie. I just don't divulge everything. When I'm drunk, you have a hard time kind of biting your tongue. I wish I remember because if you're drunk, I'm probably drunker. Yeah, that's probably true. (laughs) Okay. Well, Lindsay, yeah, she tells the camera she's wicked annoyed with Mac and she wants him to apologize for hurting her feelings. Mm -hmm. They have this like awkward chit chat while eating dinner. Like, what did you do all day? Work. You? Well, how, how, how have you been? Good. Yeah, like, one uh, word answers. It was Mark trying. Oh, for sure. MTS was trying hard. He was also trying to grind every last bit of pepper out of that pepper grinder. Did you see him? No, I did like, not. <laughs> <laughs> he did not stop grinding pepper onto his plate. I think he was just awkward and nervous. Yeah. Yeah, it was the most amount of pepper I've ever seen. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> That's it. Okay, he's the new Dr. Pepper. <laughs> 
<laughs> Forget DP's absence. DP's probably like, well, I can't show up now after this guy's clearly taking control of the pepper title. Yeah, I don't think Mark the Shark can really help anyone. <laughs> no. Maybe with the pepper. Heavy on the seasoning mm. over here. Okay. So they're doing the little small talk. Mark's trying. Lindsay, he not is. so much. And Mark goes, oh, I'm pretty good at bowling. And Lindsay's like, you? No. He's just trying to lighten up the conversation, mm-hmm. have a little small talk. And Lindsay's just like, no. Like she was really ugh, being kind of rude. Like I get it. Like she wanted to vent. But girlfriend, what you did was way worse than whatever you think Mike Mike, Mark did, mm-hmm. right? Because Mark was like, so do you feel like you were out of line last night? And Lindsay's like, absolutely not. It's like, oh my God. What? You were so out of line. Yeah. So out of line. She needed bumpers, shout out to bowling alleys, to keep her in line. And then she goes on and on and on about everything that annoys her, asking for affirmation and kindness from Mark. I feel like he is giving her, if anything, kindness is definitely one of the things. Well, the thing she's upset about, she calls Mark a Debbie Downer. And it, I don't understand where that comes from other than maybe she wants Mark to keep up with her partying and her drinking. Because he's not a Debbie Downer. He's not saying like, no, let's not go out. Let's stay home. He's just not butt chugging Budweiser with her. <laughs> well, she also says that there are two marks. There is the camera mark and there is the no camera mark. And apparently those two are two different marks, right? He tries when the cameras are around and then when the cameras leave, he changes, which I don't see that. Well, it's because you only see one side of the camera. Well, true, but I don't know. Why would you change immediately when the cameras leave. I don't think these people are actors and actresses. I don't think they can really play a role. No, it's not playing a role for the camera. It's playing a role around other people. And it could be the cameras as much as it is the producers in the room because the cameras aren't there. They're not drones. They're not just flying Mm -hmm. around unmanned. There's other people in the room. And we all are on our best behavior when there's other people in the room, whether it's in line at the grocery store, at dinner with your parents, at work. You act differently when you're around other people. So to me, that's not even a red flag. That's just human nature. I wouldn't call call it you act differently. I would just call it you are aware of your surroundings. So you and I, when we are alone, we can joke and we can call each other funny, funny things. We can use words we would not necessarily use around your parents, right? But when we are around your parents, that doesn't mean that my behavior changes. I'm still being me. I just make sure that what I say is appropriate. Well, let me tell you what I think it really is with Lindsay. She says she's super upset and she's switched her off switch on. Mm -hmm. Okay. What I think she's responding to is the lack of physicality. I think she is upset that they're not having sex anymore. How do you know? Well, Mark in so many words has said he's pulled back, Mm -hmm. right? He said it on the honeymoon. I want to kind of take our time and not be as physical. And that set Lindsay off after they banged three times apparently on the honeymoon. 
And what made me feel this way is when Mark goes, look, I'm not trying to argue with you. And Lindsay responded by saying, you're not trying to do anything with me. Mm, That's a good thought. I think if he threw it in her, then it would be a completely different dynamic. She would be satisfied sexually. She would feel validated and Mm. loved. And that would be it. And maybe that's the Debbie Downer is like in the bedroom, he's a Debbie Downer. Possibly. Because she also said that she feels very unhappy, but MTS said, well, me too. So we're on the same page here. Yeah. But yeah, that, that could be it. I really think that's all she's looking for is some sex, some intimacy, Mm -hmm. because it'll make her feel better about herself in the entire situation. She, she goes on to continue to bash Mark and she says, your life is in chaos. You're not even aware of it. And she feels like she's been putting Mark first for weeks, but she needs to now be put first. Mm -hmm. And she goes, last night, I finally thought we were having fun, but then I realized that's not you. That's Mark on camera Mm. and it sets him off. And here we go again. This is, I think it's all about control for her because she just wants to do things her way and get validation for it, get credit for it, even if it's not what's needed in that situation. She says, during all your bullshit, I think you deserve my kindness and support. Or she gives her kindness and support. But to call it bullshit... To call what he's going through bullshit, which is what? His apartment, his mom. Mm-hmm. Like she's dismissing that and then trying to get credit for the kindness and support yeah. she's giving. Yeah, I don't think that she understands where he's coming from. Even like him pulling back and all that, I don't think she understands why. And he told her it's because. Everything that's been going on, you being kind of crazy, you getting into all these fights with other people, like I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable. It's a turn off. It is a turn off. And I don't think him even verbally expressing it, I don't think she fully takes it in. No, that's why I'm saying I think it's, it's all Lindsay all the time. It's impossible for her to see another side of the argument. Yeah. Well, she goes bold and she's like so what do you like about me Mm -hmm. and she's like it doesn't seem like there is anything and mark gave a really nice answer he's like it wasn't really nice for the circumstances he's like i think you you have incredible love inside of you that sometimes is hard to show yeah but you have a tough exterior what's not nice about that well Lindsay took it as an insult well Lindsay is a little crazy yeah No, I mean, I think deep down inside, that is what matters. That's the real Mm -hmm. you. And he is saying that there's love buried Because if he didn't think that, he would not be there. A lot of guys would not be there. A lot of guys would would have left. We have a show to shoot here. Well, yeah, well, look at Chris and Alyssa. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying some people aren't going to throw in the towel that easy because there's a show being filmed here. True. But I could also, we've seen couples on maps who did not like each other at all. They sucked it up, but they were just fighting and arguing. It was horrible. Mark mm-hmm. is trying to make this work. Yeah. 
I think Lindsay is the type of person who does one nice thing, like feeds a cat or helps you move out of your apartment, and she thinks she's the greatest person of all time. Speaking of the cat, that crazy looking cat was behind them half of the time. I know. I had to tell you to be quiet because you couldn't stop talking about the cat. I'm like, I'm trying to watch the show and take notes. It has a wild tail and I, wild head. I kind of like the cat. I, don't know I what, can't take it. I don't know what's what, wrong what with the cat. What kind of a cat is it? I don't know. Call Guys, in if you guys know what kind of cat it is. Exactly. But. I know some of you have cats. What is that? Is it a regular cat with a bad, bad haircut? Or is it like, like an exotic cat? It's unique. It is. I'm not saying I dislike it. I'm saying it's wild. Okay. All right. You know that I use wild as awesome? Okay. Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. But what is it? What kind of a cat is that? I don't know. Is it one of the cats you can just pick up by the garbage? No. And give it a haircut? No. I I don't know. Did it have a haircut or is that just the way it's tailored? I don't know. I I don't know a lot about cats. Okay. But guys, let us know. Let us know. Let's move on. Let's talk about a new night when they go out for dinner. And Lindsay, well, no, they didn't go out for dinner here. This is when Mark cooked for her. And this is when they do the assignment. I mm-hmm. thought this was You're the sushi. You're skipping ahead. I thought this was the sushi. You're night. too no. hungry for the sushi boat. This is, this is where Mark cooked for her once again. And here we go for, with the assignment. Have you been in love? And Lindsay says she has. Different versions of love. High school sweetheart, transition into adulthood, living together, and then the guy she thought she would marry and move to New York for. Wasn't that the guy she was engaged to, literally, who quit the wedding five days prior? That's probably, likely. Because I was expecting her to bring it up. Because I feel like that was a big deal for her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, she's been in love, different variations of love. Throughout her life. Mark says he has been too. But then he kind of just rambles on about not being able to move on from past relationships. He says, I can't totally move on. I keep looking to the past and thinking about the past and thinking about what I had. And it's this mentality of you don't know what you got until it's gone. Mm -hmm. Which makes Lindsay nervous. Because she doesn't recycle men, she says. Yeah, she's, she literally used the word recycle, which that's not what Mark said. He didn't say, oh, when I break up with someone, I'm going to get back to them. He, I think he said the feelings continue and maybe sometimes I realize what I had Yeah. a little too late. Doesn't mean that he wants to get back with that person. Yeah, I don't know that it's a terrible thing to reflect on your past and appreciate what you had it's perhaps immature if this is a continual thing that happens you need to stop and go wait a minute let me learn from my past instead of just reflect on my past let me learn from it and start to appreciate in the moment what I have yeah there is a difference between looking back at your past and dwelling yeah I think Lindsay she looks at it as oh Mark just doesn't want to leave his comfort zone. He likes routine. And so he just wants to stay with his exes because that's what he knows. Yeah, she should have looked at it in a way that, okay, he had multiple relationships. They didn't work out. He might have loved all the girls. He might have realized what he lost afterwards. But all these failed relationships made him do what he did. 
made him sign up for married at first sight because that's he wants love. He wants to be married, right? Mm -hmm. Here we are. Here you are, Lindsay. So just take it as a positive thing. Now you have Mark the Shark. Because if he was happy and he it did work out with one of those girls, uh, he wouldn't be here. No, I get that. I get the, oh, all of my failures brought me to where I am today. But I think from where Lindsay's sitting, she's going, okay, he's in a relationship with me, but is he thinking about his ex? Is he thinking about his last relationship? Mm. I think that's her concern. Mm. It's not necessarily all of the past and how he moved on from it. It's did he move on from it? Interesting. Yeah, I feel like in the normal world, when you don't get married at first sight, right? When you start dating someone, a lot of people don't discuss the past, because you focus on the present, right? Mm-hmm. So in the relationship, you have no reason to be thinking about, oh my gosh, is this guy still thinking about his ex? Or is this girl still thinking right. about her ex? Because you don't discuss it. You don't bring the past into the relationship. Eventually, you probably... I mean, sometimes you do, but you don't have someone knocking at your door with a fishbowl of questions that's going to make it rush back into the True. relationship. I feel like it should naturally come out if if anything, right? Yeah. Can be curiosity, but that should be discussed and put back in the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. So then the next question, what does it take for you to fall in love? Mark says time. If if it's not love right out of the gate, it takes time to build a foundation. Also a lot of patience. Again, not a great answer. No, especially what we learned from Mark's friend that he said Mark falls in love with literally everyone. And so then maybe that's a very real answer for him to say it takes time, meaning give it enough time, he'll fall in love with anyone. Well, that's kind of sad too. That's his answer though. He's like, oh, it takes time. It takes time to fall in love. Okay. No. Does that mean you can fall in love with anyone given enough time? No. That's what he said. Yeah. No, I don't buy it. Yeah. No, I, I just don't think he knows necessarily. And maybe that's why he looks back on past relationships and goes, oh, I was in love. I just didn't realize it at the time. No, maybe that's why he's 35 and still single. Sure. Sure. So then Lindsay answers the question, says she needs her partner to be present, show they care. She needs someone who doesn't walk away and abandon the moment, someone who will always show up. And when she doesn't get that, she checks out. Which... Makes sense. Yeah, she's not asking for a lot. She's Mm -hmm. asking for support. She's asking for a little bit of a safety net. She wants a partner who's there for her and someone who can deal with the ups and the downs. But this is the thing, right? Sober Lindsay, now she's, she's saying all these things and these are the right things to say, right? As you said, she's not asking for anything crazy. But then she gets drunk And she stirs the pot to the point that they end up in these wild, crazy arguments that they have a hard time getting back from, right? Mm -hmm. They argue over everything. And it usually is because Lindsay gets a little drunk. Mark gets a little annoyed. Yeah. And it brings up other issues when she sobers up. But like at the end of the day, they don't want anything crazy. Yeah. They don't expect anything crazy. Lindsay's almost not living up to her own expectations of what love is because Mm -hmm. she's kind of quick to walk away. She's kind of quick to abandon the moment when things don't go her way. She's quick to run off into a bathroom and bash Mark. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. while she's still here. So I almost feel like maybe it's also her trying to put up this, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm a badass. I'm a cool person. If something's not going to go my way, I'm just going to check out. I don't think she would check out. You don't think she would end the experiment? You don't think no. she would call for divorce? I think at the end of the day, as long as Mark is kind of trying and he's present at whatever point yeah she i don't think she would give up she can say that she's at one percent but then mark says well there is still you know one percent is still something mm-hmm. which and is all so, chris wanted yeah <laughs> so i don't think that she would be like Alyssa or like chris that she would like literally give up mm-hmm Okay, I just wish she was not so quick to bash, not so quick to say. Yeah, well, 100%. Oh, I'll pull all the way back. There's no halfway yeah. for me. But I think that's her defending it's a de- it's a mechanism. mechanism. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't even feel maybe she doesn't even mean what she's saying, but she says it. And we all do it. We all sometimes say things we don't fully mean, mm-hmm. but it's a defense mechanism that we think that at the moment – it's the right thing to do and the right thing to say. And then you reflect and you're like, ah, I shouldn't have said it. Yeah. So Lindsay asks, do you think you're beginning to fall in love? I mean, that's the question. She's not really curious. The fishbowl is curious. And Mark (laughs) says it's beginning to happen, which I didn't expect. I missed that. Did maybe I took the note wrong? He said he needs time to fall in love, but that's all I got. And we that was about that it. was yeah, the yeah, answer yeah. to how what it takes for you to fall in love. But then I thought she said, "Do you think you're beginning to?" And I thought he said, "It's beginning." Lindsay, on the other hand, said, "If you asked me a week or two ago, I'd say yes, but the last week has been really tough for me, and she needs a little bit of a change for her to to mm-hmm. start to fall in love. She needs Mark to make her a priority, mm-hmm. which again I think." A sexual priority. I think really that's all it comes down to. If he came home and instead of groceries, he had some some KY jelly and a vibrator, then then she'd be in love. Don't what's, look, don't look at me. Jelly? Like, don't look at me like that. What's Just a little jelly? sexual lubricant. I think would lubricate. Something that's in your drawer over there. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. But I think that's that's all she needs. Mm. Really, less salt. More lube. Well, I think she needs more than that, but but I think sex is a big part of it. Yeah, I agree. Okay, shall we move on a little, Jasmina and Michael? Let's do it. We got a picnic here. We got a picnic for Jasmina and also for Mister Feeny the dog. I like the dog. He's a cutie. It's a cute dog. Big Boy Meets World fan. And Mike knows that Mister Feeny. Is an important part of Jasmina's life. So he's trying. He's yeah. trying hard. Like he got him some toys. Right. The basket of gifts was for the dog, not mm-hmm. for Jasmina. But she loves that. She likes that Michael is putting mm-hmm. Mr. Feeney first. And so he tries to bond with the dog a bit. Mm-hmm. When you give the dog a cookie, you're going to ask for a paw. And he asks... Mr. Feeney gives like a half-ass paw. Well, because he didn't feel the authority. Oh, my, yeah. Okay. You gotta, I think every dog is able to give a paw if you say it with a certain voice and you do the little gesture. Well, they have to be trained to give paw. They don't. I just... think dogs automatically do what you kind of like mimic. If you oh. 
I think a lot of dogs do. Even like, dogs are very smart. Let's not forget that part. Dogs not, are no. very smart. I think if you stand there, you're like just like walking or looking around. You're like, oh, give me a paw. The dog's not gonna give it, give you anything, no. right? But if you look at them and you're like, give me a paw, and you kind of do the gesture, okay. most dogs will give you a paw. They'll mirror your yeah, energy. Yeah, they'll mirror. Interesting. Mirror. No, mm-hmm. whatever you said was correct too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, mimic. Mirror. Yes, yeah. I said mimic. No, okay, all right. Well, Michael doesn't give up. Okay, he's not gonna give up that easy. He finally gets some paw. So it's nice to see the the bond there mm-hmm. is building. The bond with Jasmina, that's a whole other mm-hmm. bag of tricks. And it, I was kind of laughing because they started talking about their communication. Two minutes later, they are arguing over their communication. That's yeah. not how you communicate. Yeah, because my first note was Michael asks the best way to communicate with Jasmine. I'm like, this is big. This is good. Michael's mm-hmm. asking. He's, he's trying. Ask, yeah. He's asking. He's interested. He wants to make this better. He wants to improve. And then, yeah, it immediately falls apart and goes awry because Jasmina says the best way is to have a conversation. Don't don't just talk at me, talk with me. Which is very true. Which is very true. And also her big thing, don't use a tone. Mm-hmm. She's very big on tone. She doesn't want to be spoken to with a tone. Even though she's one to give tone, mm-hmm. she doesn't want... She hates a tone. She hates ringtones, touch tones, <laughs> Tony Bennett. Don't come at her with a tone. <laughs> yeah, and for sure. It's all about how you say things. It's also about what you say. But how you say it is a big thing. And they need to learn how to call each other on their BS in a polite way. Mm-hmm. As an example, right? Like sometimes I get stressed and you ask me something and I answer in a way that I don't hear it, but you're like, oh, you don't need to yell at me. You don't hear your tone. And you don't say that, but you're like, <laughs> you don't need to yell at me. And I'm like, you know what? I don't, but I'm not trying to. So I take it back. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it, but I, I can understand how it sounds. We chit-chat about it and it's all good. I think they need to learn how to do that. Yeah. I think it's so important in this specific circumstance where you only know someone for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. that... It's not just what you say, but it's how you say it because you don't know each other's communication styles. Mm -hmm. So sure, down the road, you might learn, ah, she always talks like that. She doesn't mean any harm by Mm -hmm. it. But at this point, you don't know their communication styles. So it's important to be aware of how you're saying something. 100%. Yeah. And Michael's not happy with the answer of don't talk at me, talk with me. He... He almost wanted either Jasmina to be like, you communicate great and didn't want any critique, or he wanted specifics. Mm-hmm. He like, wanted oh. a cookie like Mr. Feeney, like, you're a good boy. Yeah. You communicate so well. Yeah, or he wanted like, oh, um, rub my shoulder if you're giving me bad news. Mm-hmm. He wanted something specific, not just like talk with me. So yeah. that's, I think... That's kind of what sets him off. He starts losing his cool. He gets very annoyed. And Jasmina tries to talk him down, but it doesn't really Mm-mm. go well. And I'm not totally siding with Jasmina because you want to talk about tone. I think she has a little bit of a tone. And maybe it comes from her work with children. Mm-hmm. Maybe she kind of 
Now, Interesting, yeah. Now, Michael, mm-hmm. you know, she does that. Oh, whole, yeah, and I said it before, for sure. Yeah, now, Michael, like that, you know, he's not a preschooler. You don't need to talk to him like that. It's not going to get you very far. But they're they're both at fault, I mm-hmm. think, when it comes to communication. Yeah, no, I think that's their biggest issue. It is. It is. It is their biggest issue. But communication is so important in the relationship like obviously other things like sex and attractiveness and com- compatibility, mm-hmm. but communication is the key. I agree. It truly is because yes, people disagree and that's totally okay. You don't want to be married to someone or date someone you agree with on everything. It's going to get, you know, it's going to get kind of annoying, but there you need to learn how to disagree. If mm-hmm. you do disagree on something and yeah. have a conversation about it because it's okay. Who were we talking about that the person was getting annoyed that they were always being agreed with? Mike and Jimena, 19 yes. fiance. Yes. <laughs> Guys, it's a lot of trash we're <laughs> digging through here. A lot of trash. But yes, so Jimena, whether it's true or not, Jimena was like, ah, Mike, he just agrees with everything. It gets on my nerves when I say I want this, he wants that. When I do this, mm-hmm. he does that. So you got to be your own person. Oh, 100%. You got to be your own person and, and yeah, find someone who you can be yourself with Mm -hmm. is the Mm -hmm. key there. Okay. So new day, Jasmina and Michael, they're eating and Jasmina making small talk asks how dinner is. Michael comes up and says, today's actually the anniversary of my brother's passing. His brother's name was Vladimir. I wrote that. a very European name. I wrote that down too. It's literally a Eastern European name. Very timely right now. It's Vladimir. Who is? Zelensky. Putin? No, Vladimir Zelensky. That's the Ukrainian president. Oh, okay. But what's Putin's first name is Vladimir. Vladimir, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's very timely. We, we're not the biggest, uh, okay, that's where, we're the biggest see, fans of that, Vladimir. I always Vladimir, forget but, Putin's name, not to get political, but I always right. forget it for his name. <laughs> Putin is like, Putin's like Prince, where yeah. he just goes by one yeah, name. Yeah, no one calls him, oh, Vladimir. Putin is no Prince. Let's be very clear about that. But yeah, so let's keep it to this one Vladimir. There's a lot of Vladimir. <laughs> happening. But it's yeah. a very popular Eastern European name, including the Czech Republic, including Poland, Slovakia, Ukraine, Russia, like all these countries, we all have Vladimir's, but we all split differently. Well, it's like Michael in America. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got a very common American name in Michael and you've got a very common European name in Vladimir. You know what's one of the most common boys' names in the Czech Republic? Not John. Michal. Oh, Michael. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> okay. So yeah, he brings up his brother, Vladimir. And Michael says it's it's the anniversary of his passing. And Jasmina feels bad about this for not for not knowing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she feels good about Michael opening it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that brings them a little bit closer because it is they need to get vulnerable. And we'll talk about it mm-hmm. later, but they need to get vulnerable. They need to break down those walls. Mm hmm. And that's how they'll be able to grow closer. So it's time for the homework. Okay, here come the same questions again. Have you been in love before? And hear me out on this one and tell me what you think. Because Jasmina goes three times before and a possible. Well, I was more thinking about, wait a minute, you always dated long 
long term. I mean, long term, long distance. Yeah. I think I don't think I personally. I don't think I could ever fall in love with someone who I would see once in a while. Well, you don't know how often they saw well, each other. You don't, you, you don't know the relationship. No, I'm just thinking. All I'm saying is that I love that we hang out all the time. I mean, we live together, but even before, before we became engaged before we moved in together we were hanging out all the time and i loved it yeah i can't imagine not doing that yeah i mean you could be in a long distance relationship and see the person every weekend listen i don't i don't talk shit about it it works for some people i'm just saying it would be hard for me to yeah. even think about it that's not my question so she says three times before and a possible okay michael what does he even mean that's okay that's what i'm gonna ask you because michael says one and a possible. And he goes, my possible was high school. We didn't know what love was yet. And I'm thinking you're an idiot, Michael, because I think Jasmina was saying the possible is Michael. Oh. Three times in a possible. You being that possible. You being oh, the potential love. You. And now I feel bad for thinking Michael's a dumb dumb because I don't know that yeah. you picked up on that. I did not. Why would she mention a possible if it's not Mike being... Oh, we could possibly fall in love. I, I didn't get it, but now I kind of focus on what Mike said because I get it. Like I did have a boyfriend in high school, and we were breaking up every two weeks. But I'm saying, like, I don't. I've never been in love, right? But when you were in high school, like, oh my god, that's my boyfriend, right? Yeah. I don't see it as love, especially because I know what love is now, right? So I see what he's saying, and that's what I kind of like focused on. Really? I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah, like I. You did you have a girlfriend in high school? Yeah. You see, I had a boyfriend in high school too, so I understand, and I kind of dismissed Jasmina's comment because first I was like, "What does it even mean?" But I think you're right. I know I'm right. I think right. you're right. I know I'm right. Who would ever? Look at that. Only you and Michael would be like, "Yeah, um, one, I was in love definitely once, and then a possible if high school worked out the way I wanted, that would have been love." No you see, I look- dismissed the possible comment. Yeah. Well, that's why you have me. Exactly. You could replace DP because she is not even that. Right? Some of the producers call us because we are here to provide. DJ. Un- <laughs> You'll be DJ, Dr. John. It could be Dr. John. Mm-hmm. DJ. Okay. <laughs> what do you think it takes for you to fall in love, Michael? And he says vulnerability. Friendship. Which isn't easy for him. Um, yeah. Well, he says as a man... Being vulnerable makes him feel weak. And so he needs to be comfortable to feel vulnerable. Like, I still don't fully understand the word vulnerable. Oh, you don't? I think I do, but I I feel like it's different for everyone, isn't it? Sure, as it, what, most things are. No, I want to hear what you think vulnerable I is. I think it means you open up. Yeah, you can you can show weakness. You can cry in front of someone. You can... Be true to yourself. You can express your feelings. Oh my gosh, I'm vulnerable all the time. You're very vulnerable, <laughs> but not in front of everyone. No, you're almost you're almost never vulnerable in front of other people. You're vulnerable because I very, don't need to. You're very vulnerable in front of me. Yeah, but you were not, and you're very, very, very vulnerable in front of me now. But you were not the first six months we dated. No, I didn't want you to run away. <laughs> Fair enough. But that's what Michael is saying. He's saying I need to get comfortable with the person before mm-hmm. I can be I, I vulnerable mm-hmm. with the person. And Jasmina asks, well, are you vulnerable now? 
And he says, I, I don't think we've had conversations where I can be. I, the circumstances haven't been right for mm-hmm. me to be vulnerable. And I would say that's true. They've been very walled. They've, mm-hmm. you know, it's been, everything's been very surface with them. They'll talk for 34 seconds and then it turns into an mm-hmm. argument. So mm-hmm. I don't think there has been that opportunity for vulnerability. I think they first need to nail down the communication skills before like really opening up. I almost feel like that comes hand in hand. So they can probably do both at the same time, mm-hmm. but need to work on it. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. because this does not come naturally to them. They were matched by the experts. It's not like they met a bar and they slowly started dating, getting to know each other, right? No, that's a different situation. So they, they need to put some work in it. Yeah, I may be wrong, but I think great communication comes from vulnerability. I think the vulnerability comes first. Otherwise, what are you, you're talking about surface level stuff. I guess, what, you, I guess you're right. What are we having for dinner? You're not going to have a great conversation. You're not going to have great communication over dinner unless you're being vulnerable, which would be someone saying, I want to have sushi. And you'd have to be vulnerable to say, you know what? I don't like sushi and here's why. And mm. maybe we could think of something else. That's not the greatest example of vulnerability, but I just think great conversation or communication comes from a place of vulnerability. Mm. All right. Okay. I'll give you that DJ. <laughs> Should we talk about that? Ah. You give men a bad name. Elijah, you give men a bad name. Yeah. You are a psychopath. Say it, say it. No, you, you say it. A psychopath? Yeah, you got it. I think Don't I was question to- yourself. I think, so, this is what I do sometimes, and I hate when I do it, but my brain does it for me. Mm-hmm. When the word is very similar in Czech and in English, mm-hmm. I always try, I always am unsure how to pronounce it, and I try to combine the pronunciations. Understood. And so, it's, it's ridiculous, because I keep doing it with a lot of things, and it always, like, backfires at me. What is the Czech word? It's psychopath. Okay. So, I was kind of, like, going into that pronunciation, sure. and then I kind of, like got a little hints of English and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, psychopath. <laughs> yeah, psychopath, psychopath, very similar, mm-hmm. spelled the same, Yep. but... This is a learning podcast, folks, oh, for, for, sure. for all involved. For all involved. Okay. Katina took a big step. She went grocery shopping and she came back with more than just bread and water. So I feel bad for her. Like, I get it. Like, single girl, she was used to eating out and that's totally fine we, we've been there you were eating out i was eating out before we met yeah even seamless. when we started dating we had tiny kitchens we didn't cook seamless every night mm-hmm. we either went out or brought in sure i remember the first time i cooked for you but i wanted to but it was so much pain in the ass because your kitchen was non-existent what and neither was mine pasta it was a meat sauce and yeah, pasta, pasta. Yeah. yeah yeah you loved it it was great yeah um so Katina took the step. She went grocery shopping. So now they're in the kitchen and things are heating up in the kitchen. Okay. It's, it's fight night in mm-hmm. the kitchen. I mean, when isn't it? Fair enough. They always fight in the kitchen because, because someone doesn't because, live up to the other person's expectations. Am I right? Because Elijah Wan has Katina chained to the stove. That's why <laughs> they're always fighting in the kitchen because she's stuck in the kitchen. Um, apparently the fight is stemming from an argument they had the night before. So roll the nest camera 
footage. Mm-hmm. And we see an argument between Katina and Elijah Wan that's really about Elijah Wan's definition of a wife. And Katina doesn't like that question. Well, Katina's definition, yeah, he asks what her definition of a wife is. And she says, a partner, your support system, but you asked me to cook more. And now you feel like I'm not stepping up to the plate with my wife duties. They're doing their own fishbowl questions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, Elijah wants like, it's more than that. He says, when we had our housewarming party and everyone was leaving, I asked if you wanted to clean up and you only wanted to clean half the floor. And that's, (laughs) that's where the fight is really coming from. I mean, it's a ridiculous answer unless she was joking. It's a ridiculous answer, mm-hmm. um, especially with the size of that floor. Mm-hmm. It's a small apartment yeah. kitchen floor. But he could have laughed it or be like, all right, you clean half, I'll clean half. Th- that's not a reason for an argument, but but that's a big deal for Elijah one. Yeah, he apparently said like, okay, just go to sleep. I'll clean the floor. He wants a cleaning partner. No, he wants a cleaning lady. <laughs> he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to go halves. I don't think. He's trying to portray herself. I mean, he's trying to portray himself as so mature. I but guess he's not. Just the, a mature person is not gonna be dwelling on someone else's cooking and cleaning. Yeah, it's it's. This is so frustrating to talk about. I mean. He goes, you think it's just food. You think it's about food. You think it's about cooking, but it's bigger than that. I'm not your boyfriend. You're my wife and I'm your husband. Well, yes and yes and yes. But you keep giving her shit about everything she does or doesn't do. I mean, they're not automatic duties. That's not in the job description no. of a wife anymore. It can be, but it's... It's not a non-negotiable mm-hmm. for most relationships. Like he has an idea of marriage that he wants, but that's not it. Every marriage is very different, right? Everyone makes their own marriage work. Yeah. There are some ground rules. Let's say usually you shouldn't cheat on the other person unless you are a triplet. That's you, a... Tri- triplets? Tricycle? Truple. Thruple, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, that's a whole. Other that's thing. a whole other thing. A lot. Yeah. You ever you ever have sex with the mother and daughter? <laughs> that's not <laughs> well, how that's you play. That's a larger one. Yeah. That's not how you play this game, Isaac. Yeah. No, but ew, there are some ground rules that most married couples follow, right? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that they. You, every marriage is just different, and him having this crazy idea of his sixties wife—that's ridiculous. Yeah, and if he wants certain things like, oh, I can't go to sleep if the house isn't sparkling clean, then clean it yourself. I mean, I get it. I cannot go to sleep if the house isn't sparkling clean. But then you clean it yourself. Oh, I clean it myself all the time. You would never go, I cannot sleep if this house is dirty. John, go clean it. No, if it's your issue, then you deal with it. I always deal with it, but I I like it. Like I cannot... I cannot even finish dinner and sit down. I need to clean up first. Right. And you take that into your own hands. Yeah. I mean, you help me with stuff. I don't want to make you sound like you don't do anything. You do. But I do most of it from my own will because I want to because I love clean. 
Mm-hmm. I have this anxiety when something is not clean. So they get their assignment. And the questions, again, are the same. What does it take for you to fall in love, Elijah Wan? Devotion, loyalty, commitment. And crying. There was nowhere. Uh, did I see cleaning? Did I see <laughs> cooking? What did, I mean, where did those words go, Elijah Wan? Because clearly this is not true. Devotion, loyalty, and commitment. There's, there's nothing of these house chores. I guess it's probably a sub-item of some of this. I guess so. Mm-hmm. I, you have to be devoted to cooking. You have to be committed to cleaning. Maybe is what he meant. <laughs> Katina says, someone who loves me, loyalty, patience, and I want my partner to be my best friend. These, that's probably the best. Mm-hmm. Those are probably the best prerequisites yeah. that we've heard yet. And then we hear Katina saying that, you know, Elijah was like, well, you don't show any emotions. You don't even cry. You didn't cry at a wedding. Dude, some people don't cry. Coming from someone who does cry. Oh, I'm sure Katina cries in the car every day driving back and to that apartment. And she said She said, I cry in private. Yeah. As she drives home, realizing what she's walking into, she is probably in full tears. And that is devastating oh, to think for about. For sure. And what's more devastating is her talking about her bad, abusive relationship mm-hmm. she had before. Right. The reason why she doesn't cry. Yeah. And now she is in the same exact relationship once again. Except he wants to make her cry. Yeah. Her her ex, so if you guys didn't watch, her ex would verbally abuse her whenever she'd cry. I can only imagine the things he would say to mm-hmm. her. Oh, why are you crying? You, you're so weak. You're so yeah. whatever. And so she trained herself not to cry, which is, I can't even imagine having to feel like you can express yourself or you can mm-hmm. get emotional but she did this and she did it so well that now she doesn't cry in front of other people. And that good, good for her. Yeah. And, and there was this glimmer of hope. There was this glimmer of husband in Elijah when he said, you know, don't let anyone dictate your future or the way you act. It's okay to cry. It's a human emotion. I was like, all right, Elijah, that's being supportive. That's being mm-hmm. there for your wife. But, the, I mean, he just abandons being a good husband altogether all in every scene mm-hmm. after this. So, okay. The question then is, Elijah, are you falling in love? And Elijah won't answer. He makes Katina mm-hmm. answer first. And poor Katina. She's like, well, we have um, potential. Yeah, there's potential. I could see myself falling in love with you. And... I don't know if I'm just looking too deep into this because I see the person Elijah Wan is now or what, but the fact that he makes her answer first and she goes, there's potential. I could see myself falling in love with you. And then Elijah Wan comes in with a, I like you. I definitely like you, but love's not on the table. It's like, why did you make her go first and say yes Potentially it's there's a power love. move. It's such a power move. It's so controlling. And it's like he wanted to build it up so he could tear it down. Mm-hmm. It's really concerning behavior. And it's, yeah, it's complete oh, yeah. control. Psychopath. And, or in check. Psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I almost feel like if she said no, he would probably say yes and make her feel bad about it. 
Yeah, either way, yeah. he needs the power. He needs the control. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's like, oh, it's not a bad thing. You know, I definitely like you. And Katina's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She's, she's so beat down. She's so heartbroken. Like, what he said next, like, really, I started, like, hating Elijah one because he said, well, standards have to be uh, met for any love to grow. What? This is so what? I can't, one-sided. I, I can't he said it. It's so one-sided. He doesn't want a wife. He wants an employee. Mm-hmm. He Because he's acting like a disappointed boss. He's acting like, um, Katina, could I... Can I see you in my office, please? <laughs> um, yeah. So look, the standards of this business are just not being met. The floors are not as clean as they should be. The meals are not as hot as they need to be. And I'm just disappointed in your performance. Yeah, you said it very nicely. That's not even how Elijah one rolls. No, but it, I, I'm just not. These are not husband and wife. No. Interactions. These are employee boss interactions, and he mm-hmm. deserves the world's worst boss mug. Like if you told me, <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you. If you told me that your standards are not being met, we would not be podcasting right now. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's a ridiculous statement. So, yeah. Oh, I think it's so bad. It's a ridiculous and statement it, because it's so in my. And sorry to cut you off, and maybe I'm not meeting your standards now by cutting you off, <laughs> but I just have to say it to frame it. The reason I'm saying employee boss is because it's so one-sided. Mm-hmm. He has standards you're right, you're as right. the boss and feels like he's the superior and she's the subordinate. What about the standards that she has for you? He's not concerned about those at all. She should have standards just as he should. Mm-hmm. Sorry if I cut you off and you had No, no, no. I agree. And I forgot what I wanted to say. <laughs> well, okay. So the the saddest part is Katina's just trying so hard. And, and here's the duck analogy that we like to use. You're cool on top. Mm-hmm. You're working your ass off below the surface. Katina's trying to keep it cool. But then she's going, all right, I'll try to express myself more. I'll cook more. I'll clean more. Like she is saying I'll do whatever it takes mm-hmm. for you to love me. It's very sad. And Elijah goes, I have to see it to believe it. This that's, is. That's literally. Inex- oh, my God. Inexcusable. I need DP. I need PC. Everyone. And I need DV and maybe a guest appearance by me. <laughs> DJ. DJ. <laughs> yeah, I need us on the first flight to Boston because some intervention needs to take place mm-hmm. right now. That. Literally brought me back to my childhood or my teen years when that was my my mom's favorite sentence that she doesn't want me to say I'll do things she wants mm-hmm. to show it and I was always like oh so I know and she was like all right if you let's say if you want to go out until two a.m. well you need to start picking up more work at home you need to clean more you need to do more but show me first. And I was was like, ah, mom, mom. I mean, it's true. Talk is cheap. Actions speak louder than Mm -hmm. words. So I'm with you there. But this is just the cherry on the Mm -hmm. douchebag Sunday. Yeah. It's the way he said, you don't have to say things like this. No. Especially not to your partner who is supposed to be your equal. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to make excuses for Elijah because his behavior is inexcusable. But maybe he needs to masturbate or something because (laughs) 
Look, this guy is used to getting his rocks off every weekend, and now he's abstained from sex for how many weeks? But he's all pent fault up. Is it? It's it's nobody's fault if he wants. No, it's to go his s- fault. He said he doesn't want to have sex because I, he's afraid that but, <laughs> that's gonna be it. But I don't consider that a fault. I consider that maybe he's trying to be more than just physical. No, I think again it comes down to being a crazy person because if you're married to someone being physical being intimate that's a big part of it so the fact that he's withholding it for those reasons saying oh i feel like maybe after that like i'm gonna be done with her yeah that's horrible either way all he's so pent up from not having sex it's going to his brain and it's 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 just i don't know the wires are getting crossed or something because this is absolutely insane behavior absolutely insane okay Guys, I'm not even going to lie. I'm going to be very honest with you. We need to take a break so we can get ourselves a drink because whew, oh yeah, this is out of control. All right, we're going to take a quick break, grab a drink, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Let's, let's talk group activities. Mm-hmm. Okay, you want to start with the ladies? Yes. They're at a salon with about enough champagne bottles for the city of Boston <laughs> to celebrate a World Series win. I don't know if you saw the back, but... I did not. There was a credenza with about 42 bottles of champagne Wait, ready to go. It's a nail salon. They offer you a champagne. Oh. Like, high, like high-end nail salons do. It was like, would you like to have a glass? All right. All right. Now, you're the expert. Is this enough to get 20 people plastered? 15 bottles of vodka? Yeah, that should do it. (laughs) That's that's what I thought when I saw that many bottles of champagne with that few people. Well, I don't think it was just for them. Shout out to to Scott Dunder Mifflin Christmas. Mm -hmm, For Michael Scott, that (laughs) was just for the Christmas party. Yeah. Can you imagine the FOMO Alyssa is going to have when she sees this on screen? She's like, this is what I signed up for. So this is what I'm missing. Champagne in salons. This is why I applied for this show, not for a Chris. Yeah, no one wants you there, Alyssa. Nail days with the ladies. That's why Mm -hmm. I signed up. Okay, so Katina asks, how's everyone doing with their husbands? Noi responds and says, you know, we're getting used to things. It's about getting used to your husband, being together 24-7. It takes time to get used to that. Mm-hmm. 24-7? Noidles? Well, her husband is unemployed and she works from home, so... Didn't you... Didn't you... Take, oh. <laughs> didn't you take off when, when things... If it's, if it's too hot in the kitchen, how does that phrase go? If you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen, noodles. She Didn't did you take, take off? a little leap, Okay, so but not of faith. No. Just, no a little, just, just a little leap. She took a leap and took the day off and just posted things on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about this 24-7 talk, noodles, but uh, all right. Lindsay. I think she referenced a post Noi made. Didn't she reference an Instagram post? She was like, yeah, no, you posted something about marrying your partner's inner child. And Wait, who who said it? Lindsay. Oh, classic Lindsay. I think Noi is very active on social media. I don't think she talks to Steve. I think she just communicates Posts, yeah. through memes and, <laughs> yeah, stories. But Lindsay referenced something about marrying your partner's inner child and their inner trauma. And Noi's like, yeah, we don't really know these people, so it's going to take time. Which is true. 
Sure is true. That's why this experiment is wild. Wild. So Lindsay says her and Mark were usually so in sync. We're not even like, usually we're dolphins, not even sharks. We're just in sync like dolphins, in sync like Justin Timberlake, in sync like boy bands. But we're, uh, you know, we're having some issues. In sync like dolphins? You've never heard that saying? No. Dolphins. If you ever see dolphins in the wild, they usually breach. Do dolphins breach? I know whales do. They usually come out of the water together in sync. Mm. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> no? <laughs> well, Lindsay asks the girls if they're growing in intimacy or fading. See, I'm telling you, she's so concerned mm. about the sex. Yeah, you might be right, DJ. You might be right, DJ. I think that's all she wants is someone <laughs> to scratch her record. Oh, oh, come on. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's a nice thing. Come on. That's you know? pretty good. Okay, so <laughs> Katina's like, you know, the light's been flickering up and down. and What, the gaslight? All these girls saying, having all these, what do you call it? Not puns. Idioms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Elijah wants the idiom. Um, Katina, no, he's the idiot. I know. Let the joke just <laughs> land and people will either take it or leave it. Okay? You're too smart for your own good. <laughs> you don't need to punch up my jokes on the podcast. <laughs> They're doing just fine. <laughs> Guys, call in. Are they doing fine? Please. Uh, don't. I think they are. Please don't. I will end it all. Um, Katina says Elijah needs someone who can give back the same energy to him. And also actions are important to Elijah on. So those last couple of days they've had, they've been eye-opening for her. Jasmina takes a turn spilling it all and says her and Michael, they need to get more vulnerable. And if they do that could lead to a spark. Mm -hmm. And like hopefully moving forward, they can be honest and have honest conversations, which that's, that's literally what they need. That's yeah, that's to come. And then Noe brings up the noodles and how that was a test of their relationship. But apparently Steve was so devastated when she came back home that she could see how sad he was and how much he actually loves her. So she's like, I never want to hurt him like this. Yeah. And that, just think about the fact that this whole thing was over noodles. Steve, with a V, V for vulnerable. He got vulnerable. And Very uh, vulnerable. I can't freaking say it. Say it. Say it in check. I, I don't even know how. Oh. Czechs don't get vulnerable. That's they probably don't have a word for vulnerable because they're just stone faced Eastern You're Europeans. I am okay. You became vulnerable when you got to America. History, I mean, I know you're Central, it's you're Central, Central Europe. Europe to the rest of the world. You're Eastern European. No, but the rest of the world has it wrong. Okay, I know, but they have it wrong about a lot of things. Calling you Eastern European is the least of their fallacies. I'm the Eastern Czech. Because I'm from the eastern side of the Czech See, Republic. There you go. But I'm not, I'm not a, an eastern European. You're eastern leaning European. No, we're in the, we're literally in the middle. Let's talk about we, the guy. Let's anyone, talk about the no, guy's no, no, activity. This is, this is what I'm going to say. All right, here we go. If anyone is a central European country, it it's the Czech. Czech Republic. Okay. We are called 
the hearth of Europe. What about Slovakia? Well, they're Eastern. Okay, you were attached to them. So and then, I was going to say. So when you we were Czechoslovakia, be, you were we, Eastern European? We, yes. Because the, ta- the tail wags the dog. So if the tail is touching Eastern Europe, you're Eastern European. No, the brain is where the heart is. If you're Russian when you go into the bathroom and you're American when you leave the bathroom, what are you when you're in the bathroom? <laughs> I've heard this somewhere. I don't know. It's like a, it's like a funny thing. If you're Russian oh. when you're going to the bathroom and you're American when you leave the bathroom, what are you when you're in the bathroom? Waiting. European. Oh! <laughs> I knew it was something like this because I've seen it. Let's talk about the guys' activity. Oof. They're at archery games, which sounds... <laughs> why is they waiting? Fantastic. I don't know why you said waiting. Because <laughs> I was like, Russian rushing. Yeah. You're <laughs> peeing, Teresa. No, I, I got that, but it? I'm trying to figure out why I said waiting. <laughs> <sighs> Sometimes I question myself. I question you a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Archery, Teresa, archery. Okay. The guys are doing it. It looks awesome. It's like, I want to do it. It's an archery version of paintball. It looks fun. I like it. Mark is fired up to have some time away from Lindsay. Mark the shark. Mark the shark. Apparently, Mark the archer because he's killing it. Yeah, they were all doing okay. They're no Robin Hood. There are no men in tights. Mm. They sit down to talk about home life. Mark says, it's, it's more work than I thought. Mark says, it's about figuring out personalities I'm not used to and trying to figure out where the emotions are coming from. Hey, he's got us playful with Lindsay when it comes to that. Elijah Juan, he says it feels like he's babying Katina. I, I, I can't. Teresa's eyes are rolling in the back of her head because right now. Because he's an idiot. Oh, you said it. Oh, well, he brings up life skills. <laughs> he's like, I don't go to sleep with my house dirty, okay? I can't always be there to guide Katina. Like the way he talked about her, the fact that he was saying, I, I can't always be there to guide her. He talked about her like she's a malfunctioning Roomba. Like it's going off course. <laughs> I can't always be there to guide the vacuum. Speaking of that vacuum, he needs to buy that shit because that cleans the whole house. He needs to buy a Roomba. He doesn't need a wife. He needs a Roomba. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first, folks. Put it on a bumper sticker. Put it on a T-shirt. <laughs> Elijah Wan needs a Roomba. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Michael, the king of communication now, he's like a pro at communicating. He goes... I'm worried you're not communicating with Katina and you're just bottling things up. Like this guy is running a clinic now on communication because he had one conversation about communication. Well, he also says later on that communication is still an issue for him. But it's like some people can see other people's issues, but it's hard for them to deal with the same issues. Yeah. And they almost see it. Because they're experiencing it and they're so good. Everyone's so Mm -hmm. good at giving advice to other people. And I'm probably guilty of it on this podcast. You're so good at giving advice to other people, but can you internalize it yourself? Mm -hmm. Right. And that's kind of what Michael's doing is he's giving some pointers on communication when he really needs to take the pointers for himself. But 
He says, I think, Michael says, I think I need to be more vulnerable with Jasmina to have her open up. They've kind of honed in on that vulnerability as what could really be the key to unlock their communication. But I truly believe if they can communicate better and be... You got it. (laughs) Come on. Give me a V. Ah! Give me a U. Don't do this to me. Okay. Vulnerable. Yeah, you got it. Trust in yourself. Trust in your tongue. This word is uh, killing me. But anyways, I think if they can nail those two things down, they can be successful. But if they can't, I don't think they will be because those are two really big things. Yeah, I know. I completely agree. And I would like to see them succeed. I think they could be a nice pair. They could be. But again, they need to work. They need to work on themselves and the relationship. Everyone on the show needs to work. Well, yeah, but I feel like for them, because they know what the issue is. Other people, they, I feel like they don't truly, understand. like for Elijah one, he thinks the issue is because she doesn't cook and she doesn't yeah. live up to his standards, right? For Mark the shark, he, for him, the issue is that Lindsay gets a little wild and says things. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't like it. Lindsay doesn't see it. But Michael and Jasmina are on the same page. That's a good point. Yeah, every other couple's issues are kind of one-sided. Whereas, mm-hmm. yeah, with exactly. Michael and Jasmina, they're they're dealing with the same yeah. issue. And they talk about it. So yeah. even though they still don't communicate well, they at least know what they have to work on. That's a good point. Steve brings up the noodle meltdown. I'm TD. Teresa doctor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Teresa doctor, medicine woman. DT. It's almost like DP. DT. Uh huh. Doctor Teresa. Doctor Teresa. Okay, the doctor okay. is in. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Steve talks about the noodle meltdown and how Noy just kind of took off and then went radio silent. He says, "But they finally hashed it out." But it took Steve admitting how much it hurt him. Mm-hmm. It took vulnerability. Vulnerability. That's the word of the day ah! here. Unfortunately I'm for gonna Teresa. I'm going to practice, guys. I'm going to practice. Fortunately for Teresa, that's the word of the day. So Steve kind of tells Michael in a way, like, look, it, being vulnerable, that's the reason we were able to resolve our issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's the end of the group hangs. We go back to couple on couple action. And... We start with Lindsay and Mark, who are having this fancy sushi dinner. I want you to take me to experience the sushi boat. You want a sushi boat? I do want a sushi boat. All right. Ask and you shall receive. But no salmon. It will be the Noah's Ark of sushi boats. (laughs) You will get one of every fish. Okay, I'll take it. All right. I'll take it. Okay. What kind of shark is Mark? Because uh, the sharks I know are big fans of the fish and chowing down on the fish. I mean, who is Mark? He seems to me as this typical American guy. Like he loves sports. He loves baseball. He lives in a big city. So it's not like he doesn't communicate with the civilization, right? Let me just stop you right there before you embarrass yourself. Okay. You said what kind of American guy is mark and now i know where you're going you're going to say he doesn't eat what tacos no, 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 th- or sushi he, which are not, not american no cuisine? not that he doesn't eat them that's fine i don't eat some things you don't eat some things he never had tacos mm. he never had sushi yeah yeah okay what yeah 
Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. People in my homeland eat tacos and sushi, and sushi? we don't even have the sea. I'm gonna. We don't even a, have a sea. So just land, think about it. You're landlocked over there in Central Europe, and we still eat sushi. Uh, yeah. So just I think about that, that fact. Well, I question it all the time. Yeah. But people eat sushi. People have had sushi. My yeah. parents have had sushi. They've had it in the U.S. They've had it in the Czech Republic. Mark Deschamps, <laughs> who lives in Boston, on the on the sea. Freaking. Food truck? Have you ever heard of a food truck? Tacos? Czech Republic. Fiesta Taco Tuesday, dude. Czech Republic is probably, Czech Republic sushi is probably the gas station sushi of Europe. It's like the last place you would have a sushi at, yeah. but, but hey, you have it. it. Yeah. Uh, look, here, here's my issue. It's not really his adventurous eating that's an issue for me. It's Lindsay taking control mm. of this situation because- yeah. He's going out on a limb. He's trying to make her happy. He's taking her to a sushi dinner because he knows she likes it. And Lindsay immediately is like, all right, well, I know you don't like it, but I'm going to order the raw stuff for you. You're definitely trying eel. It's like the chicken of fish. And Mark's like, well, I don't know, maybe not. Maybe a California roll Mm -hmm. for your boy. And <laughs> Lindsay's like, no, like you're definitely getting ill. You're going to love it. And just settle down, Lindsay. Baby steps. I think it's okay that she wants him to try it, but it's the way she says it. It's the it. controlling nature. It's the forcefulness. It should be, oh, I'm going to order eel. I love it. If you want to try it, yeah, I, I think you should try exactly. it. And I then, think you might like it. And every single time I eat something that you don't, or I know that you would never order, I'm like, oh, hey, you should try this. Have a have a taste. Right. Do you want to try it? Yeah. I think you would like it. Not. I'm getting you the eel. You're going to try no, it. You're going to like that's, it. That's wrong. I would never go out to dinner with you again. No, I would, would not, not be go in, out to dinner with you either. It would not, <laughs> I would throw you off the sushi boat. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and maybe I'm just... Maybe I'm just kind of vibing or feeling Mark in his chopstick struggles because I go through those myself. And so I feel bad for Mark. I love eating with chopsticks. I, I'll do the first. If it's sushi, I'll use chopsticks. But we went out to Shanghai Noodle House. We've we've plugged it before. We'll plug it again in Asheville. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that was amazing. And they brought fried rice with sushi or with chopsticks. And I was like, oh, come on. Who do you think I am? You think I, I always, can eat rice I with chopsticks? Try because I feel like I'm kind of French eating slowly, but uh, then I get annoyed. It is probably a good technique to slow down your eating, but come on, rice with chopsticks. I'm, I what, can't believe you reminded me of this place. I still look here? at the photos of my beautiful pineapple yeah. boat fried rice. Yeah. Okay. Well, the sushi boat comes out and Mark's eyes just about fell out into the soy sauce bowl because he could not believe <laughs> What he was seeing, but he tries to be kind, which is something Lindsay should try. He tries to be kind, saying, Lindsay went into this experiment with the best intention, continues to do nice things. And so he apologizes for all the times he hurt her and he promises not to cause her pain again. Aw. Look at this guy trying, right? He is. He's trying. He just doesn't want to be force fed eel. And Lindsay's like, I feel the same about you getting emotional. I truly believe that when she's uncomfortable, she drinks. She becomes mm-hmm. an asshole. Mm-hmm. Then she wakes up. She's like, ah, but I don't want to let out the fact that I don't want to show any weakness. So she plays the game of like, I'm a badass. Like, oh, I don't care. Like I'm 1% in. 
But I don't think she is. What's the word of the day? Vulnerability. Yeah. It was now, pretty good, right? You can say it. Lindsay can't be it. I think for whatever reason, she's holding back. Yeah. And maybe here we go with the cameras again. Maybe she doesn't want to appear weak on camera. Yeah. But yeah, for some reason, she's not allowing herself to mm-hmm. be vulnerable. So new day. Mark and Lindsay, they're in the car. Apparently, it's a surprise for Mark, but he's the one driving. So I don't know how that's working. I mean, she can navigate him like to the left, to the right. And I'm sure, straight, she, li- I'm sure she likes that. She, oh, yeah, the control. She, <laughs> she probably put her voice as Mark's GPS. <laughs> Take a left. Take a left. No, you idiot. No, you small bald idiot. I said left. I hate. When someone navigates me, I need my GPS. I know. I do it. I do it just for fun. Yeah. Teresa, hey, she knows I'm doing it just to bust her balls, to, to bust her <laughs> small balls, but she hates it. Like we'll be in our neighborhood driving home and I'll be like, so you just go left here and you just take a left here. And like we're, it's so two, annoying. we're two streets away. But I laugh. I laugh with you. I'm just telling you it's annoying. You're like, stop. I know. I'm like, I know, you know, that's why it's a joke. I'm like, yep. And then you just take a right here into our driveway. Yep. Well, you know why I have an issue with it? Besides, it is funny. It's annoying because I, I'll be honest, I do have <laughs> an issue with say. right and left. <laughs> yeah. So you talking to me, it can stir me in the wrong direction. Okay. So it's for me, I don't even have the GPS sound on. I would just look at it. Because yeah. I don't want that GPS talk to me. Unless if you hear left, you yeah, might go right. Unless I drive yeah. to like a big city like Atlanta or Miami that I kind of want to know what's coming. I, I can have the sound on. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> so they go, they're surprised. It's a fun park. Batting cages, go-karts. It's a good time all around. I love those little boats that they were like shooting water at each Bumper other. Bumper boats. Yeah, yeah. I would love to do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Lindsay would like to bump something else later. Oh, yeah. I mean, who that'll knows? Get, that'll get wet, too. But uh, <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay tells us she saw Mark kept baseballs from his childhood. When she went in to rescue mm-hmm. him from his apartment, she saw baseballs. And she knew it meant a lot to him. So that's why she took him there, which, okay. A for, a for yeah, effort. Yeah, for sure. It's nice appreciating what he's into and showing him that she saw that and paid attention to it. So that's good. Plus, MTS played baseball for like 15 years. Yeah. So. And I will say, as controlling as Lindsay is and how in her zone she wants to be, she's not good at baseball at all. So it was nice that she was willing to do something outside her comfort mm-hmm. zone. Because I know a lot of people, they're not going to do something. They're not going to put themselves in a situation that makes them look dumb. Mm. She made herself look dumb, and Not I me. I respect that. I karaoke with you all the oh, time. Oh, you? Huh? I think you think you're good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you realize how you sound. I I think I sound pretty good, but I have a few songs that I, I know I can handle. Love it. Let me tell you, I I when it comes to karaoke, the worse the singer is, the more I appreciate it because. To me, so it's you like, much appreciate me a lot. I think you're the best karaoke singer ever because that's <laughs> what karaoke should be. It's it's just like when you go to a gym and there's a bodybuilder there. I'm like, you know what? You won. You you reached the end. You don't need to be here anymore. I'd rather see the person whose first date is at the gym struggling to get a mile on the treadmill because it's like, yes, you're here. You're doing it. The guy who's, you know, got muscles coming out of his eyelids. You're the, you won. Go yeah, home. Yeah, but he needs to be there to keep those muscles. He doesn't need those muscles. 
Okay. I don't think he needs those muscles. Well, he could I take, a, he could take a day off. <laughs> okay. So Lindsay is telling the camera, Mark is so powerful. I wish he could take some of his strength and power and use it on me. I wonder what kind of a shark Mark thinks he is. Like, is he a big white shark? Mm, a or great, is a he... great white shark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or is he a hammerhead? He's, he's, he's probably not so self, he's not so into himself. So maybe he's not a great oh, white shark. Oh, he's just a good white shark. I think he might be the whale shark. The one we saw in the Atlanta Aquarium, the big oh, that's spotted shark. They're yeah. very nice. They have barnacles around them. They uh-huh. just like hang out. They don't eat people. I think that's we the kind to, of a shark that Mark on. is. We need to move on. Okay. But just okay. my last point was that Mark, when Lindsay's saying, oh, he's so powerful. I wish he could take some of his strength and use it on me. She's super oh, horny. Yeah. She just oh, yeah. wants to get banged. She wants to bang it out. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's all. She wants a shark attack. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Back to Jasmine and Michael. So Michael got crafty with that Mr. Feeney swag. Now Jasmina's getting crafty. She created Jasmina's gym, gym with a J. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it. I like how she pointed out that, no, 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 I know how to spell. I'm being clever. See, gym with a J, just so we all knew. So apparently Jasmina doesn't work out, although her body would say otherwise. She's one of those lucky bastards who just can yeah. eat anything. Yeah. And they will look fabulous. Yeah. Like so she, good for she, her. She's not even skinny fat. She just like, she looks, I know she hates tone. She looks toned. Yeah, she no, she looks amazing. Yeah, I can't stand that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> and I it's, wish. it's not like she's 19. She's almost 30. When I was yeah. 22, I had to start working out so that I wouldn't have a beer belly, a pizza belly, or whatever belly. And she's almost 30, and apparently she doesn't have to. I smell a burrito, and I gained six pounds. Yeah, <laughs> guilty. Guilty. But, you know, more power to her. So... She's acting like a personal trainer because Michael's a personal trainer. So now Jasmine is like, you know what? I'm going to show you what to do. And Michael's loving it because she literally doesn't know what to do. Yeah. You know, she's having fun. She doesn't take herself too seriously. She's trying to show Michael how it's done. Clearly she doesn't know. So it's fun. But Jasmina's gym is not about exercising necessarily. Mm -hmm. It's about them connecting. Communication. It's It's the most important exercise. And they sit down to do this final exercise. It's a stretch where they're holding each other's hands and it gets real here because Jasmina brings up Michael's past and wants him to open up about it. And she asks, what was it? Tell me your story. Tell me what it was like losing your brother, your mother, your father. Share your past with me. And I was not ready for this story. Mm-hmm. I was not ready to cry watching Married at First Sight. It yet, was sad. It got yet sad. here we are. Yeah. Long story short, because I don't want to cry again. Michael's brother, Vladimir, the good Vladimir, used to work late nights at a fast food restaurant. He would come home all the time, very early in the morning, three in the morning, and he would bring food for them. I love not to jump in, but... I love how you said early in the morning, 3 a.m. I would say late at night, 3 a.m. Okay. Well, because that's the kind of party girl you are. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he would always come. Vladimir would always come and and bring food with him after his shift. He knocked the door. He would knock on the door and, and bring the food. And one night there was a knock on the door. And they opened it up. 
and it wasn't Vladimir. It was his brother's friend, and his brother's friend just said, Vladimir got shot. Vladimir got shot. And Michael's telling this story, and he's breaking down. It's incredibly sad. Mm -hmm. He says his mom fainted, and his aunt just took him out of the room. And he goes, that was the first experience I had with grief, and it changed me from that young age. And ever since then, every few years, I had to deal with more loss. Yeah, that's very sad. It's it's incredibly sad. I can't wrap my head around losing one person in a circumstance like that, let alone it sounded like every few years, it was just shock after shock after mm -hmm. shock of losing another person so close to you. Yeah, it definitely messed him up. Yeah. Because at this young age, the way you understand something, and not to compare because it's not a comparison at all, right? But let's say my grandma passed away when I was nine, but my grandma was just like 59 or 60. Mm. So for That's me, young. I was like, exactly, it's young. In my head, I was like, she was so old, right? right? She was so old. And so getting older and realizing that, wait a minute, no, no, she wasn't old at all. She passed very young, but it was my understanding of death. When you hear about like my grandfather died when he was 56, right? Young again. Very. But for me, I was like, that's so old. So growing up thinking, okay, you're probably going to die when you're like 50 something, right? But when I got older and I started understanding, I got really sad looking back because I was like, wait a minute. No, they weren't old at all. There was ish the issues they had, right? Yeah. And it still makes me feel very sad. But at that age, I didn't understand. And for a long time, I felt like that's the normal. So for Michael losing his brother this young and then keep losing more people, I almost felt like maybe it became a normal for him. But when he got older, he started understanding it. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think for you, you were young and you thought it was old. So for you, it, I don't know that it had the same impact. You thought, oh... A 60-year-old is so old. Yeah, but you're young. You don't fully understand. You just kind of... Right, but so I'm saying I don't... And I don't mean to take away from your experience. I don't think it affected you the same way as if you actually thought that it was... Or if you knew it was how young it truly was. I think it would have impacted you even more if you knew how young 59 was. I guess. I think it impacts me looking back. Right. Okay. 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 Almost a retroactive. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, impact. like, for him, he said, "I was a little kid. This is the first time I experienced grief, and it kept coming. Right? He kept losing more and more people. But at this young age, did he fully understand that his brother was shot? Mm. That it wasn't his fault that someone did it to him? Yeah. Right. But I'm saying, like, being older, growing, looking back at those things, it's gonna hit you harder. Right. Because right. Okay. When that happened. You did not fully understand. I get what you're saying. You had the experience as a kid. Yeah. And now you're going to have a whole new understanding and mm -hmm. experience as an adult looking back yes. on it. Yeah, I get it. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, thank you for clarifying because, yeah, I, I agree with you. And it's what Steve was talking about, that vulnerability, him opening up. It brought Jasmina and Michael together. It brought them closer because Jasmina tells the camera, Hearing this helps me understand him more. Mm -hmm. And Michael cried. He let out a good cry. And he said it felt good to cry. It felt good to be vulnerable. No, I loved it. I hope that that helped them, especially Michael, 
to open up a little more and it helped Jasmina to realize that he can be vulnerable. Yeah. You got vulnerable. it. Let's, vulnerable. You got it. Let's not waste any more time because <laughs> we're, we're running long here. We have Noi and Steve to get through quickly and then just we'll finish in ultimate douchebag. Mm-hmm. mode um Noe and steve they're having a picnic it's their three-week anniversary and so steve whipped up a beach picnic he was mimicking their picnic at the honeymoon yeah he was mimicking their third day picnic on the honeymoon now it's the three-week picnic he didn't almost kill his wife with a champagne cork <laughs> the first time around this time he almost knocked her out but she survived which is good because they start talking about their time together and their favorite memories. And they both kind of agree that the waterfall was a great experience. And so Steve lays it all out there and he says, you know, our first picnic was three days in and you told me you loved me and I didn't say it back, but this picnic is three weeks in and I'm finally ready to let you know, I love you. I mean, well played, Steve. Pretty smooth, Steve. Well played. Pretty smooth for a van guy. I hope, <laughs> <laughs> I hope he means it. I know. Or did he feel the pressure? Did he feel the timing, right? Because yeah. a lot of people do that. Oh, this is just the perfect scenario, so let me do it. Like a lot of people, I'm sure, proposed on New Year's Eve when they weren't ready to because in their mind, this is the perfect night to do mm-hmm. it. Even though maybe it's going to take me a few more months to really feel ready for it. I'm going to do it tonight because there's fireworks and champagne. Like Michael Scobb and he proposed at the Indian celebration. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then he ends that episode with a fantastic song, his own rendition of the Hanukkah song, made famous by Adam Sandler. No, Trey said, "How did?" Oh you yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? I know, I know. Anyway, I'm not. No, gonna no, sing no. It. I know exactly what you mean. It was, it was fabulous. I'm not going to sing it. Let's let's round this thing out, okay? With something else that's round, an ass, because that's what Elijah is. <laughs> Katina and Elijah Here we go. They are at a cooking class, which if, if your spidey senses aren't going up already, if those red flags aren't flying already, then you haven't been watching this season. But it was an interesting cooking class because the chef was cooking most of it. They kind of oh, poked yeah. at things. When those, when those final dishes came out, I was like, there's no way they plated those dishes mm-hmm. because that was professional level plating. But Elijah was like, well, Katina has been saying that she wants to learn how to cook salmon. So Sal- here we go. Salmon. Did you hear how he said it? Oh, Katina loves seafood. She loves salmon. Well, he was making sure that he doesn't pronounce the L. Salmon. Yeah. I used to pronounce the L. We got Bernie Sanders over here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Katina was married to Bernie Sanders. I mean, I, ho- I wish you all. <laughs> yeah, me too. So I'm sure she does too. So, okay. She's going to learn how to cook salmon. And Katina doesn't love it. She, she made it very clear she doesn't love cooking. But she's at least happy that unlike the floor, Elijah wants going halves with her on mm-hmm. this cooking experience and he's going to learn with her. So they start with this shrimp cocktail and Elijah when was loving it, he's like, well, this is, this is the kind of food like I'm, I'm expecting. It's like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> he goes, like you expect Katina to make you shrimp cocktail before dinner? He does. He does. He goes, you cook like this, you'll have three rings on your finger. It is a circus, 
This is a three-ring circus, <laughs> Elijah, and you are leading this thing, so that that checks out. And then, but, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, they jump into this conversation, like what he expects from a marriage. Yeah, and here's what I'll say. Here's I'll set it up. I'm kind of surprised Katina is actually this into Elijah. Mm -hmm. Like, what is it? And we can't even say, oh, the sex is that good because they're not having sex. There's no sex, yeah. So what is it that she's putting up with this and dealing with this? Because this is inexcusable. I mean, okay. After all this effort, after all she's gone through and put up with, Elijah goes, I still don't know if she's enough woman for me. I would slap him right away. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I would slap him. Because it's all me, me, me. I need to be satisfied. I need you to do this. Well, what does your beautiful and loving wife need mm -hmm. from you? Yeah, no, it's definitely all about him. He's like, well, I bought a home. I paid off my student loans. It's like, okay, well, good for you. Yeah. But why are you even bringing this up? You're saying because, let's say, Katina has some student loans that she's not good enough? Yeah. Like, I did pay off my student yeah. loans, too. Well, I'm proud of it. I worked hard for it. But would I give someone else shit who didn't in my age? Absolutely not. No, you should be proud Absolutely and impressed not. that they went to school and they're of paying course. and they're paying their way through school. Of course. Sorry it's taking longer for her to do it than it took you to do. I mean... Is this whole thing a test? Are like we being Truman showed? Remember when they were in the gym on the honeymoon and he's like, oh, it's all a test. I want to I want to see if she'll say no. Yeah. Is this all a test? Is he trying to push her buttons and get her to say no when she's not saying no? Because she's not saying no for some weird Again, reason. I, okay, guys, I don't know if the term psychopath is proper because I'm not a psychologist. But from what I know about psychopaths, because we watch a lot of Dateline, right? Oh. I can see him being like absolutely crazy. Like well, he scares me. What His makes way of thinking scares me? Is it is it when he said she put effort into my housewarming party? Oh my god! But she could have. I was going to ask more? you. I was going to ask you. Wait a minute. Did I hear it wrong, or did he say my housewarming he, that's, party? That's psychopath behavior right there. I. I literally wrote it down with an exclamation mark. I mean, question mark saying, well. <laughs> well, I wrote it down with an exclamation mark. You and it was my house. I can't believe he said it. It is so narcissistic, so, which, is narcissist. part, which is part narcissist. of psychopathic behavior is the narcissistic element. It, he's checking all the boxes here. I'm surprised. I mean, who's DP? Is she a psychologist? Yeah, she plays one on TV. Because... There need to be a psychologist involved in all this. Uh, there needs to be a mediator involved. There <laughs> needs to be a therapist involved. There needs to be a lot. Like if I was Katina, I would literally put a ring on the table and leave. I feel so and bad. Never come back. I feel so bad. Like, does she think she deserves this? Does she I, think she deserves this behavior? I feel bad too because I like Katina. I think she, besides her being gorgeous, I think she's a nice girl. She does not deserve this at all. The language is mind-boggling. That. I don't think it's a joke. I don't think it's a test, but it's the only thing that makes any sense. Like, oh, I'm talking about wife level. Like you, I need to see where you are as a woman. Who talks like this? And then he said, well, I need to keep you grounded, Katina. What? Yeah. 
I need to keep you grounded. It's absolutely scary. It's it's terrifying behavior. I mean, it seems like she is going out of her way. She's trying. She's going to the supermarket. She's getting the food. She's trying. She's taking these cooking classes. What has Elijah Juan done besides shave his mohawk? That's the only thing he's done mm-hmm. for her. And here we go. Tina's crying. Yeah. She needs to leave. I mean. Leave for good. Unless it's the opposite of apparently every other couple. And maybe he's an angel when the cameras aren't there. I doubt it. I doubt it. What are you doing, Katina? You could do so much better. And I get it. These are arranged marriages. Yeah. But clearly the experts aren't perfect. Maybe they played well for the TV, but she better say no on decision this day. This is verbal abuse, mental abuse, and it could very easily, and I don't say this lightly, it could very easily transition into physical abuse. No, uh, she, not that, not only that she needs to say no, she needs to say no right now to him to stop being an asshole, but the experts need to interfere. Yeah. They need to sit them down and talk about it because this is horrible. We need to see what happens next episode because something needs to change. This is unacceptable. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that takes us to the end of the podcast. It was all fun. Five hours later. (laughs) Pretty close. It was all fun until that segment. But you got to talk about it, guys. So we hope you enjoyed the episode. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you for following us on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. Thank you for following the podcast wherever you do listen. If if you're not following, it's so easy, so easy to follow. Easier than saying it's easy to follow. All you got to do is look down and smash that follow button. Guys, smash the like is as hot as Katina because she deserves some love. Absolutely. Thank you guys again for the reviews. If you haven't left one, please do. We're going to remind you we're covering Below Deck now. So if you watch that show or if you're curious about it, listen to that pod. It drops, love. it drops on Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Spread the love. I love that you make mistakes too. Yeah, I can't talk anymore. So let's just wrap <laughs> it up. I've said it all. Have you said it all? I've said too much. Say vulnerable again. Vor- vulnerable. No. Say it. Vulnerable. Vuln- vulnerable. Vulnerable. You're being very. You're you're living your truth right now. You're being vulnerable I'm right very now. Very vulnerable. No. <laughs> <laughs> how, you, how how swollen is your tongue? How drunk are you? Well, based on vulnerable, very. Not drunk enough. One more time for the for the friends okay. listening. Vul, vulnerable. Vulnerable. No, I really want to end on a high note. I know, me too. Vulnerable. <laughs> Go ahead, just throw it away. Throw it away. Don't even okay. like. Vulnerable. One more time. <laughs> Throw it, just throw it away. Don't even think about it. Vulnerable. You said it. I've said it. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Formula One is back. 
I'm Matt from P1 with Matt and Tommy, the only F1 podcast you need to keep you up to date across the 2023 season. We'll be with you across every single race weekend with instant reaction to the biggest stories as soon as the chequered flag falls. So if you're a seasoned F1 veteran or you've just started watching Drive to Survive, we've got you covered. Search P1 with Matt and Tommy, hit that subscribe button and start listening now. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.